Welcome to Holy Spontaneity. It's Cameron and Karen, and we're on a journey to find the Lord in the little moments of every day. So join us on an adventure of holy, spontaneous faith in otherwise normal lives. We're so glad you're here. Man. It is so good to be back. It is so good for you to be back. <laughs> That's right, guys. I'm back in College Station um, just for the next hour and a half while we're recording this. But <laughs> I came up this weekend um, just to see everyone and say hi and um, got to go to confession, which was really great. So, yeah, it's been a good weekend hanging out with people and reminiscing on the fact that we're at least I am now an old timer <laughs> in college. I was yeah. say, well, where have you been? Inquiring minds want to know. I've been in Houston. I've been working at my job, um, spending a lot of time with my family, figuring things out like that. So, yeah, that's where I've been. How about you, Karen? <laughs> where have <laughs> I been? Um, I mean, she's been here. I've been, yeah. In college How stressful has your life been recently? Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, those of y'all who have seen, um, was it Big Hero 6 where Baymax is like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your pain? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm not in a lot of pain, but my stress levels, y'all, it's been... The reason we haven't done a podcast in a while is probably mainly my fault. I haven't... <laughs> Well, I mean, you can put most of the blame on me. Um, okay. So I've been... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll let you take she, it. If you're going to take it, I'll let you take it. Um, I mean, I've been adjusting, so... but Two summer intensive grad classes, y'all. Um, grad level classes. Grad level classes uh, are no joke. Um, I am loving what I'm learning. I am enjoying what my professors are asking me to do, but... Dang. Um, when I signed up to take these classes and they both were like, you're going to start July 11th and end August 14th. I was like, you know what? That's okay. Um, I mean, you, you don't really get a choice um, when when you get to take them. Um, but I was like, oh, we got this. And everyone else in my life was like, Karen. They were like, they were stressing for me. And I was the only one that was like, I got this. And now it's, what are we on? Like, end of July. Um, They're like three weeks in. Oh, not even. Have not even. Has it already been? We're in. We're two Y'all. weeks in. <laughs> and that shows you my stress levels. Um, classes have been intense. Uh, working as a summer reading tutor. That's also been keeping me busy. Um, loving it, loving it, loving it. But also, yes, that's been really, really um, keeping me busy as well. Um. Which, speaking of which, I ask for prayers because this next week is, like, the last week of the clinic. So, this week is we filled with a bunch of goodbyes. And Aww. I think y'all, <laughs> I like to thank those who are listening who know me pretty well that I don't do well with goodbyes. So, I refuse to say goodbye. Instead, I'll say Arrivederci, which is Italian for... Um, see you later. Till I see you again. Mm-hmm. I have never liked goodbyes. So, um, Italiano. Italiano. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. You gotta get the... My family is from Sicily, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, Sicily and mainland Italy have beef, but that's okay. They have beef? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is exactly, but I know they have beef. It's a history lesson for some time. I was gonna make a joke about beef being in pasta dishes, but I decided th- that it... No. <laughs> Remember how last episode Karen was telling everybody that was funny? She um, is. I haven't... I feel like... I've, I feel like I'm just not good at being funny anymore. Because <laughs> you're thinking too much about it. I just thought... It, it, just, it has to come naturally. Yeah. Beef. <laughs> Pasta. Beef. It's what for... It's what's for dinner. Beef, it's <laughs> what company is that? Um. Oh my gosh. This is going through ahead, you guys. Um, I know this, though. All I can think of is cotton. 
cotton. Okay, because cotton is the fabric of our lives, you know? So, like, that's that's the only other thing I can think of instead of, like, beef and sponsor. Okay, continuing well, on. Question for so our Karen listeners. So, Karen says, what, what, what company is... The beef is what's for dinner. Beef is what's for dinner. Is it? That's a commercial. Yeah, but like... Why are we not getting this? Part of me feels like it's a USDA thing, but at the same time, I don't think that it is. Are you going to look it up? I'm going to look it up. Okay, that's probably a good thing. So then our listeners won't be like, why don't you know what that is? Because I, I can imagine the, the commercial playing like in my head right now. Now it's just going to play in my head forever. But... We are thriving, you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when we take a few weeks off from, like, actually doing a podcast, which we apologize for. But um, last week's podcast was so great. Not last week's. Oh, my gosh. The last time we did a podcast, last episode, was super great. Just talking mm-hmm. about all the things that brought us joy and how to find joy and things like that. Um, and, yeah, it's been... Oh, did you find it? I did, but I want you to finish your sentence. That was it. I was filling in the gap so it wouldn't be an awkward silence while you looked for you beef right, is what's right. for dinner. Okay, guys, beef is what's for dinner is an American advertising slogan and campaign aimed at promoting the consumption of beef. So the ad campaign was launched in 1992 by the National Livestock and Meat Board and is funded by the Beef Checkoff Program with the creative guidance of what is that? VMLY and R. I don't know. So, beef, it's what's for dinner is just, it just belongs to beef, it's what's for dinner? I, pretty much. I guess so. Interesting. We're learning. Wow. Forget today's podcast episode. We're going to talk about. We're just going to dive into weird trivia facts Beef, it's what's for dinner. We should do one on just like weird trivia facts. We should. If you have weird trivia facts, let us know, I guess. At Holy Spontaneity on Instagram. Shameless plug. All right. Um, so yeah, you don't, you don't like saying goodbyes. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be this week, uh, saying goodbye to my students. Um, this week's just going to be an intense week. It's going to be ups and downs. Um, yeah, uh, stress levels could be lowered. Um, (laughs) but I will say that something that's been helping me, I guess we can just dive right in. Um. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so today's, today's <laughs> podcast episode so today's podcast episode so today's topic uh so we have top seven things we should y'all should y'all should know for college yeah um, so because i'm post-grad now so i'm old hat you know so yeah. this is going to be helpful for you guys especially those of you who are entering college still in college even those who are post-grad like if you agree with any of these things Mm -hmm. you know um or if you have anything to add Mm -hmm. also let us know so and then karen's about to be done anyway so she's (laughs) she's (laughs) karen's about to be done anyways (laughs) you are um i I still have a little bit to go so i will graduate can apply to you too so i will graduate with my bachelor's in december of this year crazy crazy after clinical teaching this fall i don't know where the time went and then i'm planning to graduate with my master's next august so i'm technically i guess on my way out um but i will say kind of diving right in um, yeah you only have a year left of school in general <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not ready um yeah so we have the top seven things that y'all should know for college so we consulted like a couple different people um so i i kind of chatted with our friend aiden last night um before she also just graduated and she listens to the podcast so hi Aiden shout out yeah she was so excited about the fact that we were recording a new episode she's been waiting on one oh Aiden sorry (laughs) um but yeah we got to hang out last night which um is my holy spontaneity moment of the fact that I got to come up and like spend so much time with people we were planning on going to Northgate and then we ended up just like walking around campus at night and talking and we got um floats in century square after dinner and you know it was it was so so wonderful because she also works full-time now so we're both in the same situation of like adjusting to our our full-time lives which is so much harder than college guys (laughs) um but yeah so we are 
we consulted or I talked to Aiden about it last night and then Karen and I had brunch with Mary Beth today and so she had a few things also she wanted to say and she's post-grad as well. I was about to say she is yeah. also post-grad so she went through college um life here at A&M so she knows a thing or two um mm-hmm. so um I was gonna kind of dive right in something that has helped me de-stress a little is having a morning and evening routine mm-hmm. which yes. um kind of specifically more talking about reading for fun um I used to be such an avid book reader and Past Karen would be so disappointed in present Karen <laughs> because I feel like I definitely got off the reading for fun train when I entered college because mm-hmm. college. <laughs> yeah, you don't have time hardly. Yeah, unless you make the time. Unless you make the time. Unless you make the time. And I would only read for fun when it came time for uh, summer breaks, Christmas breaks, Thanksgiving breaks, even at that if I wasn't doing anything for homework or whatever the sort so yeah i've been trying to get better at that these past couple days and i have been um so i will say that something i've been doing as a night routine is uh getting off my phone so that my phone wouldn't be the last thing i um, look at before i go to bed yes but snaps um, for that getting a book that i'm reading um lighting a candle Mm. Uh, y'all ladies, uh, fairy lights, and then, like, mm-hmm. the lights off, and then, like, soft music in the background. Mm-hmm. And that just, like, did not know how much fruit that would bear in my nightly routine. I feel like I'm sleeping a lot better. As crazy as that sounds, I feel like I'm sleeping a lot better mm-hmm. because when my eyes and my eyelids are, like, like drooping when I'm falling asleep, I feel like they're a lot more heavier than when... I'm not on my screen. Yes, because so, the the, the, blue, light, light, the yeah. blue light in your phone, yeah, keeps you. It, like, makes your brain run so that you stay awake. Absolutely, When yeah. you read, it's softer and mm-hmm. you're allowed, like, you're allowing your brain to, to settle down and mm-hmm. go to bed. Yeah. So in case y'all are wondering uh, what I am reading, um, I am currently reading The Story of a Soul. Um, so that's St. Therese of Lisieux's autobiography. We love her. High key recommend. So I'm reading that for a church organization at St. Mary's, I would say church organization, ministry, retreats, um, called Connect. So basically Connect is where, um, all the incoming freshmen are, um, we want all the incoming freshmen at St. Mary's slash XA&M, um, to get plugged in at St. Mary's and see how great St. Mary's is. Yeah, it gives them the opportunity Mm -hmm. to make friends at church when they first come in it gives them the opportunity to connect yeah hence why it's called connect (laughs) but um um, oh wow so we're reading that for formation this summer um but from one of my classes i'm reading evaluating america's teachers which it's a little dry uh (laughs) but i also like you recommend um you get to learn more about how our society needs to do a better job of evaluating america's teachers yeah so Mm. God knows that needs to be done in today's society. Amen, sis. Ooh, we won't uh, get into that. But um, another podcast. <laughs> yeah. So how about you, Cam? So I found that having a morning and evening routine is super, super important to me too. Um, I mean, even now post grad, but especially in college, because your class schedule day to day is very different. Mm-hmm. Some days you have class at like. 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Some days you have class all day. Some days you don't have class at all. So getting up consistently at the same time is super important, yes. like for your um, mental health, but also just so you can feel consistent and productive in your day. Yes. Um, and so usually when I get up in the morning, I've been I wasn't good at this in college, um, and I'm getting better at it now. Um, so this is my little piece of wisdom, you know, pass on to everyone else. Um, do not immediately reach for your phone when you wake (gasps) up. Take some time to say thank you to God for waking up, for just the day in general, for the things that you're looking forward to, and then pray for peace about maybe the things that you're not looking forward to. Uh, Maybe you have an exam that day. 
or maybe you're excited because you have a date that day, something like that. So okay, shoot, yeah, waking up, yeah, waking up and just thanking God for the little things, asking Him for peace for things you need to do, um, and then you can get up and start your day, and you can you know put on music while you get ready, which is what I like to do, um, or podcasts. You can listen to our podcast while you get ready. We'll just keep you company while you're brushing your teeth in the morning. Hopefully you brush your teeth in the morning. Ew. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully. <laughs> but, and then my evening routine talks a lot about, talks a lot about. Talks a lot about. I, I talk a lot about. My evening routine usually <laughs> consists of, you know, like, I I tend to take showers at night. Me too. Um. I know some people take showers in the morning, but I take a shower at night because I can't. The audacity. Who would do such I don't, a thing? I cannot go to bed with like. Right. Finish that sentence. With finish like, that sentence. With like smelly hair. Oh. That's not, <laughs> that's not how I thought just you were Just feeling gross. Like I, yes. I need to feel clean when I was I'm going to bed. just talking about this the other day. Yeah. Well, like I can't lay on my pillow and then like I've been outside all day or I've done something or whatever. I don't know. I know some people like to take showers in the morning. I have to take a shower at night. Same. It's fine. Whatever. Um, so I, you know, I do that. And then I also have like my prayer journal. If I hadn't said my rosary that day, I'll say my rosary. Um, and then I try to turn my phone off like, um, a good amount of time before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. so before i actually fall asleep so good yeah tips. good to have a morning and evening routine to keep yourself consistent so like wake up consistently at the same time if you have an 8 a.m one day and then no classes like the next day i mean i guess like if you've gone out that night depending on how exhausted yeah, you are um don't bring yourself out maybe give yourself an extra half an hour hour to sleep in but do not like waste your entire day by sleeping until 1 p.m <laughs> like <laughs> call just it what it is just don't do it um it really messes up your um just like i don't know the way you go about your day the way you because when i sleep in like that i wake up feeling super um unmotivated because i've feel like i've wasted half my day and i hate that so i i like consistently getting up in the morning um, that's a lot easier to do when you have a full-time job because I have to consistently get up at 6 a.m. But, um, yeah, it's it's good to start that practice in college. So, yeah, I routine. Will, Tip one, have a routine. I will say, um, before we move on to the next one, um, real quick, you were talking about your morning routine earlier, which, yes, don't let your phone be the first thing that you um, reach for in the morning. Um, something that I've been doing for the past couple of years is uh, – the Bible verse, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yes. Um, I I don't know when I started doing it exactly, but I changed it to, I mean, making the sign of the cross as soon as I wake up in the morning and saying, Lord, today is the day that you have made, so I'm going to rejoice. So I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And it takes not even 10 seconds, and it's just like, then I changed it to, as I've gotten older, I've changed it to the St. Michael the Archangel prayer being the first thing I pray when I wake up in the morning mm-hmm. um, because the devil is real and hell is real and yes. evil is real. So I say that prayer every night before I go to bed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I let that be the first thing I pray in the mornings. Um, and then I get going with turning on music and sending out daily Bible verses and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, yep. But... Um, I will also say, I know not everyone is like this, but it has always been part of my routine to, when I know I need to leave the house by a certain time, I wake up an hour beforehand because I never have liked to rush in the mornings. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also not a morning shower person, so showering doesn't fit into that hour, but I usually try to wake up like an hour, hour and a half so that I can slowly get dressed and eat breakfast eat eat breakfast when i do eat breakfast i usually skip breakfast <laughs> i do too um yeah. i don't know some people are breakfast people i'm not generally a breakfast person. i i used to be better at it in high school and then i got into college and i i just don't I, tip I, one and a half eat breakfast i guess <laughs> we probably should <laughs> um but yeah so some other, other start things. your metabolism yes yeah. um what's another tip we have for so our listeners? tip number two um 
some friends are only for a season okay so i really wanted to put this in here because i feel like sometimes people feel bad for like their friendships just kind of like just tapering off um but yeah fading but guys sometimes friendships are only for a season and god puts people in our lives temporarily in order to get us through that season of life um help us grow and to help yeah to help us grow so like my freshman and sophomore year i have different friends now than i did then actually don't i don't really chat with like the friends that i had freshman year which is totally okay i those friends were put into my life to help me transition from high school and being home to college um and being like i don't know finding community in that and like not being stuck in my dorm all the time or things like that so some friends are only for a season now some friends will last you know for a really long time and are super deep um you know wink wink karen but some friends are only for a season and that's okay don't feel like you have to put in if especially if you feel like that when the friendship is one-sided and you feel like you're putting in more effort um it's okay to let that friendship go if it naturally comes back again later great that's wonderful but life is too short to worry about trying to keep the same friends for the sake of consistency or for the sake of um you know just feeling loyal or people pleaser or too kind at me um <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pause while i try to find a mic so you can like drop, drop it, it. <laughs> golly i just dropped a mic like in my mind oh, that was <laughs> do you have anything to add to that that's a pretty solid tip too like so don't the gist of it is don't feel bad if your friends end up just being for a season and you find deeper closer friends within different ministries mm. or parts of your life that's okay it's perfectly natural there's a reason why the lord had you meet that specific person at that specific time. at that specific time and sometimes it's to learn about yourself and sometimes it's to learn what you do and don't need from a friendship mm-hmm. sometimes it's to learn how to put effort into a friendship mm-hmm. you know um and sometimes it's to learn how to walk away from one Toxic friendships are real. Toxic friendships are real. Mm-hmm. Yes, unfortunately they are. Yeah, a thing. But yeah, and those... I feel like it's kind of taboo for people to talk about. But it's not. Some friendships are toxic and one sided, and you have to leave. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Honestly, I don't really have anything much to add because you just you hit it on the ball. Great. Um, Tip three. <laughs> so Cam put interview your roommates and know how you live. This so was I a Mary Beth one. This was from Mary. This, Beth. this mm-hmm. yes, you're right. You're right. Um. But this is for more of y'all. I can't really say a whole lot on this because um, I have spent 18 years <laughs> um, interviewing my roommates. So long story short, um, I my freshman year of college, I went, I lived with both of my older brothers, um, and then Garrett graduated and left. Um, so he's now in San Antonio, and the rest of my college career has just been my older brother Galen and I living together. Mm-hmm. So. I can't speak much for this because um, I have my roommates are my siblings. But for those who do have siblings and y'all are, um, for such a blessing as it is to go to college with them, I have some tips. I have some advice. Um, It's a heck of a fun time. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely Galen and I have, I think we've grown. Definitely as, not just brother and sister, but just as friends. Um, oh, I love that. That's really mm-hmm. sweet. I, he, he is, uh, he's an internship this summer and he comes back every Friday evening and leaves every Sunday evening. And I, gosh, I miss him. I, it's a hard, hard time when I have to see him go. Um, but yeah, I think this is more you and Cam, you and Cam, you and Mary <laughs> Bess, um, yeah um so mary beth and i have never lived together um but we have both had like lots of i've had i think i've had different roommates every single year of college but one so like junior and senior year of college i had the same roommate um but living is very difficult living with people is very difficult and it's a good skill to 
to learn. Um, and sometimes what you learn is that you can't live with some people. Um, and they are better as friends. Um, especially when you share living space. Um, so things like my freshman year, um, I just wasn't close with any of my roommates. They were nice. Um, I wish that we had talked a little bit more about when it's appropriate to come home, when to clean dishes and things like that, because I did have a roommate who wouldn't come home until 4am and then she would be very loud in the kitchen. Oh, shoot. Um, and then not clean her dishes. Dishes are such a big, like, clean kitchen for me is such a big thing. So that's something that... My fingers are crinkling. <laughs> yes, that's something for me that, like, I, when I moved to Houston, one of the first things I did was ask my, like, current roommate, um, you know, generally, when do you clean dishes? And we're both the kind of people who clean their dishes, like, immediately after cooking or, um, like, after we finish eating. Like, they're, they're clean by the end of the day. Um, or if we, you know, just, or by the end of the meal, I don't know, but that's a, that's a really big thing for me. So know how you live, like understand your own living habits and make sure that the people you are living with have similar living habits or respect your living habits, um, or that you can live with like the little things that might be frustrating to you that they do. Yeah. But also like. I mean, try to find ways to, like, get to know them as a as a person. Yeah, I guess I talked more about the practical side of things. but Which is yes, not a bad thing, but, like... You're I mean, living with them. Like, mm-hmm. these are you people that... You should get that, to know who yeah. their... What their heart's like, mm-hmm. um, who they are characteristic-wise and personality-wise. Um, if that means, like... I don't know, like... I don't want to call them, like, team meetings, but that's, like, the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> it's, like, like, roommate meetings or, like... Yeah. Or, like, intentionally, like, hey... I know that Thursday nights are free for all three of us, both of us. Yeah. Why don't you and I choose a movie and we can talk about it afterwards or I, like fi- yeah, find there, like fun things to there do. There are some times where like, you know, my roommates and I would be like, you know what? I really want a Sonic Blast. Let's go get Sonic or, you know, um, yeah. just, just that sort of thing. Or I don't know, just, you know, how understand like how communicative they are um oh, and yes. and and communication yeah and base it off of that as well so um practical wise know how you live and how they live and if that's compatible great um and then i guess like on the relationship side keep in mind that you're living for, with this person mm-hmm. um when you're in college most of the time it's for nine ten months but sometimes it can be for a year sometimes you stay in the same house with them for a couple years so yeah i i would say it's really tough to live in a place where you don't have a relationship with someone it can be very cold and and awkward and unwelcoming so um make sure that you do put an effort of developing a relationship with them so but i will also say um for those who can't or don't have the opportunity to interview your roommates um and y'all are basically forced to be roommates so in those situations look for the positives they are there they might just be hidden um there is joy to be found and toxic relationships aside, toxic relationships, toxic roommate situations aside, there is a way to see the good in somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say in that case, look for the good. There is good. Always ask for the Holy Spirit to intercede. Um, he's there to protect. He's there to guide. He's there to show you love itself. So, yeah. Keep in mind that, you know, even if you're struggling with that sort of thing, these people that you're living with are still children of God. They're Um, right there with you. And they're (laughs) they're going through college too. One of the things that I like to do is when I look at people, even random people, you know, I see um, around Houston because there's some weird people in Houston. But um, (laughs) I'll I'll look around and I'll, I'll start intentionally seeing them as people um like people that that like who jesus would wash their feet you know and i start i start looking at them and being like and imagining jesus washing their feet or me washing their feet and realizing like who they are as a person instead of you know just like man that person is being really rude and she just cut me in line and that was that was terrible of them. And instead of that and, like, becoming, 
like bitter. Imagine yourself washing their feet or Jesus washing their feet. And if that's, you know, if you're struggling with, um, that kind of took a little bit of a turn from roommates, but in that, in that situation where you're just frustrated or you're not sure or whatever, imagine Jesus washing their feet. I guess that's for me that first of all, beautiful. Second of all, where's that second mic drop at though? Um, (laughs) third of all, um, that for me ties back into having a good morning routine. Yeah. Um, kind of going back to how our phones shouldn't be the first thing that we reach for. And if it is like, why not have the word of God be the first thing that you see? Um, so I have a sign that I'm currently looking at in my bedroom and it says in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. And that's from a song. Um, uh, give me Jesus by Jeremy camp. I think, um, in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. And if you have that mentality, as soon as you wake up in the morning, I think you're better able to have the mentality of looking at people, like you said, um, thinking about how Jesus would wash their feet, how you would wash their feet, starting from the mentality of when you first wake up. Mm -hmm. And that applies to everyone in your life, including your roommates, which is the tip we're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. I, we're, we're going. We're yeah. going through. This is awesome. Okay. Tip number four. You don't have to compete with anyone else talking specifically about grades. So I'm the one who said this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I – please don't take this as a look at me. I'm bragging. It's not boastful. It's a lesson. Yeah. It. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Lord blessed me with getting valedictorian of my high school class. So the the lessons I've learned that I can share. Um, But I was valedictorian of my graduating class. Um, I was not. (laughs) (laughs) And that is okay because you are one heck of a woman. Like you. (laughs) Uno verse card. Um, (laughs) But thank you. Um, So Garrett, my oldest brother, was the one who told me this um, either the summer before I was about to start college or my first couple weeks of A&M. And, you know, you go in with this mentality of that's the game you had to play in order to get valedictorian. You had to – it was literally – I was fighting for this spot with two other girls, and it was down to, like, the – hundreds of a decimal point like that's how close it got so you had to take all the dual credit classes you had to do the extra credit you had to do the you had to be the one if you wanted it that bad enough you had to be the one to go the extra mile Mm -hmm. do all the extra stuff so I answered A&M with this mentality and early on like thank goodness for Garrett because he pulled me aside one night and he was like Karen you don't have to compete with anyone else but yourself you're the only one that can um get yourself through these classes you're the only one who can get through your studies you're the only one that can force yourself to do what you need to do and let me tell you like that's just like whoosh like this relief from my shoulders just popped off yeah you don't have to compete with anyone else but yourself um academically um, leading on from that, guys, I know this is going to sound so ironic because I just got them saying that I'm valedictorian or I'm not. I yes. was, I was. Yes. Um, and like, we understand that your vocation right now in college is being a student. However, academics isn't everything. <gasps> oh my gosh. What? what? Are you telling me that you're in school for college, but you shouldn't give your entire life to studying? Okay. Oh so, my gosh. There's a lot of. I don't call it gray area with this, but this is something that both Cameron and I, and I th- I'm sure other post-grad, mm-hmm. um, other of us older students um, slash adults can say. Academics isn't everything. So we just got cut off. I got a, <laughs> I got a random phone call from a stranger, and then I tried to, like, decline it, and then it cut our uh um it cut our uh audio oh my gosh i can't even think <laughs> it cut our audio so we had to like start a new segment but that's okay thought we lost it for a second we hiking we're, we're gonna start all over yeah but it's okay 
Praise Ooh. be to God. Um, Indeed. Anyway, okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Where we left off. Academics is everything, but finding a balance. Um, yes. Find a balance. Your vocation as a student is of the utmost importance, but allow the friendships and the situations um, that you are led to, allow those things to bear fruit in your life because they are good and they are beautiful. And they have a purpose in your life. So, moving on. Um, Cam, this is you. Tip number five. Um, something that I was told that I'd like to pass on because it was super good for me. Um, the three-thing rule. So, different things that you could be a part of. So, three things. An organization that's part of your major. So, like career-based or major-based. Um, number two, a church ministry. And number three, a fun thing or a hobby. So for me, um, that was the Wildlife Society because my bachelor's is in wildlife. Um, a church ministry for a while that was smart, and then Ooh. it became music ministry, which Ooh. also, not going to lie, kind of became like my hobby and like my fun thing and my like little retreat thing. Um, so yes, three different things. When you're a freshman... Um, it is totally okay to not know what you want to be a part of. And it's actually really beneficial to go to, to like make a list of all the organizations that you may be interested in. Um, and then go to like the first meetings. They'll always have like first meetings, um, introductions to these different types of mm -hmm. things. Um, and it is great to go to all of those and just see which ones you like best. So you can narrow it down. Please don't, misunderstand me do not commit to every single thing that you have a small interest in your freshman year okay like she's totally adding me <laughs> i i have to kind of interrupt here um, yes so i you will have experience with that i do have experience with this um so cameron's advice is very very good um the three things so an org that's part of your major a church ministry and a fun thing slash hobby which um, I didn't know about the rule until today. So what I did was, um, I attended A&M solely with, um, I knew that I wanted to get as plugged into St. Mary's as possible. And that's what I did. So, um, I kid you not get ready y'all. So, um, my freshman year, so Mondays were smart. Mm -hmm. Um, Tuesdays was DMC on the Hill, mm -hmm. which is, we, we pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Um, used to be on the Hill, but now it's at the Mary Statue. Now it's at the Mary Statue. It used to be on campus. Now it's off campus at St. Mary's. Um, Wednesdays was orchestra practice. Thursdays was John 15, which was, uh, just a freshman organization, just another way to get the plugged freshman in. plugged yeah. in. And then Fridays was prayer bench. Mm -hmm. Um, so I legit was in everything. Um, so I wasn't a part of an organization that was part of my major. Um, so I was solely in church ministries. Now those became my fun things slash hobbies that led to many, many fruitful and beautiful relationships and friendships um, that I have today. But um, something that I wanted to personally say on this note that is not on our list. Um, take care of yourself. Learn how and learn how and what the best ways are to take care of yourself. You should know yourself pretty well. Yep. Um, you know, and I, I think back, um, my parents were always so worried about me freshman year because they knew that I was trying to do school on top of everything else that I was doing at St. Mary's. Um, and they were so, so worried about me. And I never understood why until I got older. And it's like, now I'm understanding, like, I learn how to take care of yourself, whether that's um, figuring out what works best for you in de-stressing, whether mm -hmm. that's going for a sunset run, hike you recommend, um, taking Walks, a bubble bath, reading a book, you know, lighting a candle, yeah. talking with a good friend for an hour or two, mm -hmm. um, working out working out, exercising, mm -hmm. um, obviously the basics of eating, Keeping care of yourself, eating yeah. and sleeping and drinking water and all that happy jazz, but get plugged in, but start to figure out and kind of 
what's narrow what's it down yeah yeah um figure out where your passions are yeah. um because like we said earlier school is of the most importance mm-hmm. because you are a college your student. faith life is of the most importance yes yes, yes. but you are a student by vocation yes during this time yes so that's yeah <laughs> sorry Karen was like that was a given I'm like yeah that that to me that was a given so um yeah, but you know <laughs> but yes um are we good on this one um yeah so our yeah so tip five is the three thing rule so an yeah. organization that's part of your major a church ministry and then a fun thing or a hobby yeah. Um, and sometimes that fun thing or a hobby can be like maybe you're a a really good fan of different coffee shops. There's so many different coffee shops in college towns. Literally any college town has at least five different coffee shops. Go find the one you love, you know, and maybe that's your fun thing is that you like read books or try different coffees at coffee shops, that sort of thing. Um, if your thing is like, oh, my friends and I would play sand volleyball. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I really, really enjoy that. I'm not great at sand volleyball, but that was like my fun thing. Like friends and I, we would go get drinks and then play volleyball um, at night. And I that does I really, fun. really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. You just, you got close with people when you did that. So um, but yes, definitely get plugged into church ministries. Um, yep. Find I'd, one you love. There's a lot of them in any church. You mm-hmm. know? So, um, okay. Tip number six, Karen, look up your professors, um, not just their GPA averages, but also their teaching, teaching styles, if you can find it. Um, so I specifically, um, kept going with like the academic kind of route of what you should know for college. Um, there's a wonderful tool. I personally recommend it. It's called ratemyprofessors.com. Um, it's kind of like Amazon shopping for your professors. I don't <laughs> want to call it that. Um, but that's how I would base most of my scheduling. Um, how I would schedule my classes is um, looking at the professors right. and seeing um, which one I thought was better. Now, granted, I know that most, if not a lot of majors, can't do this. I was blessed to do so, but I think this is a great, great tool in seeing, um, because how did Mary Beth phrase it earlier? She said, if you're, if you're going in already knowing that you have a terrible professor, you're just going to set yourself up to fail. But, you know, it's, it's, it's internal versus external factors. You can't change the fact that you're like, if, if you're in a small major like mine was and there's only one professor that teaches this one class that you have to take to graduate, don't go in with the mindset of, oh my gosh, I know this professor is terrible. That's an external thing you can't control. And how you can, what you can control is how you respond to that. Okay, mm-hmm. so I know this professor is going to be really hard, so I'm going to take extra tutoring afterwards or I'm going to form a study group and focus on this. Or... I know that this professor has a teaching style that really works for me. And so if they teach another class, then I'm going to take them for that other class. Mm-hmm. So things High like that. Um, I understand that sometimes people want to take the easy class or like the easy professor. Let me tell you something. Oh, shoot. She's about to go off. Sometimes, actually most of the time, Looking at Rate My Professor and seeing all the reviews, like, this professor was so easy, you just come in and you do that or whatever, um, that review tells you nothing about what they learned and what they took away from that class. Do not just take a class because it seems easy, like a blow-off or anything like that. Do it because you want, like, if it's if it's an elective, do it because you want to and you think you'll learn and you're, like, passionate about what you're learning about. Some people um, had the opportunity to take, like, I don't know, ballet or jujitsu or something like that. You know, yeah, Karen took ice skating. Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy that? Oh my gosh, I had so much fun. Yeah, so sometimes you have a little bit of space to do that. I didn't. I had a double major. Um, Well, see, I had to do everything. It was a a kines credit. Oh, see, I didn't have to do a kines credit, but um, yeah. So I would say don't just take the easiest professor. If there's like three professors for one class that you have to take to graduate, 
don't just take the easiest professor because they're the easiest professor because chances are you'll come out of that class feeling like you've wasted your time because you haven't actually learned anything when you were interested about that subject. So keep that in mind when you're searching for professors. Definitely consider teaching styles um, and, your, and learning your, styles. your own personal learning style and your personality. If your personality is not going to match with that professor um, and there's another option, then that might be a good thing. However, keep in mind that this professor is in this position for a reason and that you should still be very respectful of that. So, yeah. Amen, sis. All right, last but not least, we have Last what? but definitely not least. Last Tip number seven, guys, changing your mind is okay. Oh, Lord. If you need to change your major, if you decide that what you're doing even post-grad isn't what you want to be doing, um, it's okay to change your mind. You are called to serve the Lord um in different ways from other people and if that means that you know you start this master's program and you don't like it and you feel like there's something else that you're passionate about that you could be really good at um or serve the lord with change it i don't know what else to say other than like guys changing your mind is okay and it may seem like it, honestly, sometimes for some people, it may seem like the end of the world um, that you have to um, like cue drop a class or you have to change your major or um, just something like that. But it's not. People do it all the time. There are some people, you know, who are still figuring out what they want to do and they've been out of college for years. Um, and that's okay. Sometimes you learn and grow by doing things that and making mistakes yes but like if you're in a position or an internship guys honestly a lot of my internships were really helpful for me not because I found what I wanted to do but because I learned what I didn't want to do shoot so it's okay to do things and not like them and change it because you figured out that there are better ways to use your time and talent so Honestly, I'm not going to say a whole lot on that. Because um, I, I think you did a very good job. Um, but I will say, I think the one thing that I thought of while you were saying all that, um, not necessarily changing your mind is okay, but for example, um, I am studying to be a teacher. Um, and where does that usually lead us education majors, but public schools slash private schools and you know I was having this conversation with my dad um when we were on vacation earlier this month and I was honest with him I looked at him and I said dad I don't know if staying in one single classroom or one single school for the next 40 years of my life is what I want or how I want to use my degrees and he looked at me and he said okay that's okay I didn't think that of you anyway not in a bad sense but just he knows it. he too was feeling that you know that's not what I wanted that's not how he saw how the Lord was going to use me now if that's where the Lord's going to call me then great that's how we're going to serve the Lord but within your major like once you make that decision even if you don't go the way that most of your other classmates are going to go that's okay mm-hmm. because I through discernment, it's like, I, you know, I'm getting a bachelor's in elementary education, getting a master's in reading literacy so I can be a reading specialist. And it's like how I would love to use my degrees is, you know, figuring out a way I can use that in my own home, mm-hmm. you know, maybe with, I don't know, my future children or um, the children around the neighborhood that I end up in or, you know, you letting can homeschool my kids anytime. <laughs> homeschool? We're still discerning. We'll just do like a homeschool co-op and I'll co-op. send my kids to your house one day and you can send your kids to my house one day and we'll just like, you know, Let's do it. not put our kids in public school with Common Core and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole a other, whole other topic. A whole other topic. Um, but utilizing Zoom and starting like a, I don't know. Oh, yes. Like, letting the world know that I I like to think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not, you know, 40 years in a classroom teaching one 
specific grade. Yep. So, you know, changing your mind is okay, but also it's okay to be different. It's okay to understand that the Lord created you differently than other young men and women. And that's not only okay, but that's what's needed. And good. And good. Capital G, capital Capital O, O, lowercase O, capital D, D, good. Yeah, so there you have it. Seven tips and tricks um, that you should know in college. And If y'all have any maybe advice, I know we probably missed a lot. We could have said a lot more. Um, Let us know. Yeah, but we could have gone on for three hours on this topic. And we're trying not to. (laughs) We we started out this podcast. We're like, we're only going to talk for 30 minutes. Yeah, every episode's hit an hour. You know what? And that's, it's us. That's what I said. Thank you for giving us your time, though. Thank you for choosing to listen to us. Yeah. That hit me the other day of like, y'all don't choose to press play on us. (laughs) I don't know. That sounded better in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes. But yeah, thank you guys. And um, this has... This episode's been a lot of fun. I I don't know. I really like this. Let us know what kind of things you want to hear from us. Again, our Instagram is at Holy Spontaneity. Mm. And we will respond and maybe use your idea. Real quick. Did you say your Holy Spontaneity moment for today? Yes, I did. Because um, it was being able to come up here and spend time with Aiden and like, you know, just just not and we ended up like not going to Northgate and that's just kind of like chilled which was really nice so uh of course today with you yeah oh oh (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's honestly was gonna be my whole spot in any moment is was me yeah you allowing us to um record this episode in person instead of on zoom um I will come up being my every time birth- we need to Being my early birthday gift. Oh, yeah. Karen's birthday's tomorrow. Oh, She's shoot. turning at 21. At 21. Oh. I know. On a Monday. On a, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what we, can we do on a Monday? Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. We're going to have fun. Yeah. I think I turned 21 on a... Wen- I turned 21 on a Wednesday. So. Oh, that's like middle of the week. Yeah. At least my birthday is on a Friday this year. I turned 23 this year. Hey, whoop. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going we're gonna to gonna sign off. off. Yeah. <laughs> Have a wonderful week, and we will get to you again sometime. Look, Hopefully soon. Looking forward to talking with y'all. Yep. Next time. All y'all right. are loved. Easy to love. Worthy being loved. Bye, y'all. Bye.